Welcome to Inspiring Time, Grounded, a podcast for coffee-loving, adventurous souls who expect to live their best life. I'm your host, Amber Card, alongside my husband, Christopher, where we handle high-stress living with intention. Join us weekly where we dive into simple entertaining, hospitality, grilling with dead animal chronicles, gardening, healthy living, and marriage. Expect a healthy dose of honesty, snarky comments, and lots of laughter. New episodes released every Tuesday. Now, on to the show. And welcome. Today is COVID quarantine day 11 We have a pork butt on the eggs, been going for about five hours. We'll give it five more probably before we take it off for supper. We both have our coffee. Even though it's the afternoon, it's never too late for coffee. We said we were going to talk about our favorite spaces in the house. Well, today we're going to talk about kitchens. Now, we have lived in quite a few different houses, had quite a few different setups. We're going to try to walk through them. So we'll let Amber take it up there and talk about that kitchen. Abilene is where we started our DIY experiences. We spent countless hours at Lowe's. We'd just gotten married and things were looking perfectly wonderful, except for that kitchen. It had ugly green glossy tile, laminate countertops that were creamy beige. Christopher, do you remember the wallpaper? Yeah, we sat there and we scrubbed and scrubbed and used a little spinny thing to cut it down. And probably what was even worse was the that orangish look on the oak cabinetry. Oh my but, goodness. Yeah. So where the coffee pot sat, we had no idea that if you let the coffee pot steam that lacquer off the oak cabinets, it turned this horrible foggy color. So we had totally messed up this one cabinet where the steam was constantly coming up. But we learned a lesson. We learned. You know, gotta be careful. Right? We learned a big lesson. So off to Lowe's for that final time on <laughs> this one experience. We went looking for countertops. We needed a hard surface and we decided that we would go with quartz. Now this was a housewarming gift from Christopher's parents. So this was 2007, just kind of give you all a time frame. So instead of it being, you know, <laughs> I spilled coffee. <laughs> Hey, that's first time today. Yeah. First time today. We're doing Happens good. every day. So let's talk about that experience with the uh, quartz countertops. We had an installer come out. He measured. We found the perfect grade of, of quartz, and we decided on this little speckly. Remember it had, we were looking for that specific terracotta color. Yeah, and, exactly. And our little fleck. So it could blend in with those really lovely orangish oak counters. Didn't realize there were so many different variations of the word orange and red until we went to look at this. And I still don't know the difference, but here we are. Here we are. Those were installed. They were perfect. And we were raising a glass of wine to cheers the whole experience. Well, there might have been a drip or two come down that bottle. And that next morning, we had a ring of red wine. I was horrified. I thought, oh my gosh, it's never going to come up. We just ruined our brand new countertops. Took a dishcloth. Y'all, it came right up. So I, we were both sold. Hands down at that point, we were sold on the quartz countertops. Now, not only did we install the quartz countertops, we also installed our own backsplash. We had never done tile work before. You know, Amber had taken a lot of art classes in college. I did not, but you know, we said, well, we can figure this out. So we went and we looked for tile and we found some nice, what, four inch tiles? A little four inch tumbled, yeah. tumbled stone. And we found um, 
some accent tiles. We matched it up, went in, put all that up. I, I'm shocked we managed to get the cuts right, you know, even around all the outlets and everything. But I would say for, you know, a hack job, it wasn't too bad. We did, we did pretty good. So um, now we're going to refer to the kitchen size by butt size, okay? Now, if you have ever been in a little galley kitchen, you know that's about a two-butt kitchen, right? Only two butts can work comfortably chopping up things. Now this, we lucked out, y'all. It was a three to four butt kitchen. There was enough space on the countertops for three to four butts to be in there, but that was it. Which is good because I suspect, you know, most of y'all have noticed people hang out in kitchens. That's, that's the gathering spot. You hover around the person cooking, you talk, you stand around an island or a peninsula or whatever you've got, you know, you crane your neck trying to see back into the den to see the TV, you know, all that stuff. So, you know, butt size is pretty important. Butt size is important. All right, we're gonna, we're gonna move on. So that was our first experience, DIY. Oh, let's not forget the sink. Oh yeah, so part of this install was they said, we will come install and it comes with this sink. We're like, oh, fantastic. You know, we're getting a twofer, you know, pay us. Yeah, they didn't tell us that we had to either put the sink in ourselves or hire a plumber. So they come in and do that. We're kind of looking around going, so when y'all get into the sink? And so we had to teach ourselves real fast how to mount a sink and do plumbing work. So, you know, 47 more trips to Lowe's later, and uh, we got that in. Uh, to this day, we still have about, you know, 300 feet of uh, plumber's tape and hey, all that. Hey, funny, funny story. When your husband doesn't go with you to look for plumber's tape, you come back with the contractor's bundle because it was cheaper. Hey, guys, guess what? There were like 24 rolls of that stuff, and we might... We've left one at each house just because uh, it's least, funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> little Rock was our next stop. Christopher, you want to tell us a little bit about that move? Fun getting out of Abilene right there. So, you know, we basically drove all day, all night, got three hours of sleep. Uh, Amber was significantly pregnant at that point with the second kid. We had found this really neat house, a uh, single owner, two-story job, and it was a great kitchen, and it was the biggest house, you know, we ever lived in or anything like that so you know we were very impressed with what we got they had tile for countertops which looked amazing until we had to start cleaning it and so with a tile countertop comes that strange piece of wood to finish it off normally at the edge so it was constantly um, the polyurethane was wearing off it was just it was worn in the throes of this house though we um, had baby number two and it was a little dramatic, so we did not get to upgrade uh, countertops. However, one of my favorite features in this kitchen, and I hope that you get to experience this, was our window over the sink, overlooking this gorgeous dogwood tree. And of course, the dogwood is in the spring blooming, and we had some knockout roses that would bloom almost all summer long. So it was gorgeous washing dishes. I love that. Hey, do you remember that movable island? <laughs> yeah, so we found out the hard way that the island was not actually attached to the floor because I leaned back against it one day before <laughs> we had it loaded uh, with everything, and it just slid 
We said, oh, well, we have a problem here. Now, on the plus side, it did let us turn it that one time. So Absolutely. And I was doing flowers out of the house. We were doing weddings at the time. So when I needed extra counter space or a different configuration, I would turn the island and be able to set up bouquets all across one of the back counters. So it worked out pretty good. What, Christopher, what do you think of the um, thin pantry cabinets? Well, it, so what were they? They were like two or th- two cans deep, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, so imagine two bean cans deep. And at first, we we're like, oh, that's kind of weird. You know, you can't put a plate in there or anything like that. But then we really figured out it was great for really stocking up, and it didn't take up a ton of space, and you didn't lose things in the back of it. So we found in so many different places that if if your pantry is too big or if your refrigerator is too big, you lose things. You forget what you got. You let things spoil in the refrigerator or, you know, you end up with, you know, 23 different cans of the same bean because you keep buying them every time you go to the K-Roger. So, oh, it was, yeah, so it was pretty nice we didn't have to worry about that with those. Absolutely. All right. Let's talk about size on this bad boy. I would say it's about a six to eight buck kitchen. That's fair because you, you can maneuver around and get to the breakfast nook, which was still attached to it. So it, it wasn't open concept in the way we think open concept today. But it was much more open than like your 70s rancher was. All right. So we're heading on down to D'Iberville. Christopher, what would you think of that one? When we walked into that house and we were looking, huh, three different floors in the first little area here. But all right, we can work with that. We've never lived on the coast before. We know there's going to be sand, so it makes sense not to have wood right beside the door, you know, because it grinds in and everything. So they had the that real nice laminate in the kitchen there. Oh, that vinyl. It was vinyl, a vinyl right. tile. Okay, yeah, yep. that's right. That's right. This one was big. It was a big kitchen. You a, had a twelve to twelve to fifteen butter, I'd say. Oh, at least. And you know, it had the brec- breakfast nook, which was basically a dining room attached to it, where you know more people could stay. Well, we did stand watching football all the time. So, yeah. Um, so this one was a good one. You, uh, if you walked in from the garage, you had the wall with the sink and the window to your left. Uh, it also had the refrigerator there. You had an island directly beside it. And if you look to your right, you had another run of cabinets and countertop with the glass cooktop, which we're not huge fans of, but uh, we had the microwave above that. So it was the microwave vent hood, which and again, again is not my favorite. Yep, but, not my favorite. You know, we call that a first world problem. First world problem. But this one right there was a breakfast bar. So you had plenty of prep space over there. Yeah, it was almost like a butler's pantry built into the kitchen. We couldn't quite figure out what they were going for because it was a tall counter that you would like stand by or need the super tall um, counter stool height. But I used that. We had a great little TV in the kitchen. I loved it because, of course, at Christmas, I could um, watch my Hallmark movies. I'm getting the dirty eye right now. Christopher loves Hallmark movies. They're his favorite but I could also store large platters and things like that. They're out of the way. We had a walk-in pantry there, and it was glorious. So it was a walk-through pantry. It was you a walk-through. You had to walk through the pantry to get to the laundry room, which also served as a mud room going into the backyard. So kind of an interesting setup there, but I, I wouldn't say anything was bad about it. Nope, because you, know. you could actually, as you walked through, you didn't have any... All of your storage space was out of the middle of the walkway. So it was good. Okay, kitchen desks. Let's talk about those real quick. 
so this was our first experience with a desk built into the kitchen. And I assume most of y'all know what we're talking about. You know, it comes down below countertop height, and theoretically, you could put a chair there and do desk things. So first house that we had one of these, and we quickly found out that that little desk area just became a thing holder, and that's it. And Big all the things. Uh, such a pain. So we are not sold on the kitchen desk. No, but if you are very minimalistic people, you know, it might be a good thing for you or living in a smaller space and you need that as an actual usable desk area, okay, go for it. But for us, it's not a good thing. We're about to talk about our favorite house to date, but only because we have not moved into the next house. So, oh, Wonder Robins. So, yeah, we were stationed in Wonder Robins. A uh, little bit of nuance there, but we uh, we were definitely the clampets of the neighborhood. Let's put it that way. But yeah, th this kitchen was gigantic, and it still needed a little bit of work. Uh, the island in it was tiny and everything, but it had some of the features that we had just always wanted. It had gas cooktop. The pot filler. It had a pot filler. Oh, the right. pot filler. Um, had a really nice oven, and it was one of the... It was a quote double oven, but the top oven was the microwave, but it could also do oven things. I don't know, it was really We weird. never tried out the oven things in that. I would have probably blown something up. One of my favorite features of that kitchen is not even part of the kitchen. It was the side door. So as you looked at the house, we had a top driveway and then the bottom driveway was where the garage was. So if I were just running in and out with groceries, that side door, I could jot right in and drop off all of the um, groceries and then move the car down if I needed to. That door had countless people come through it. And I always jokingly say, if you're our dear friends, you're gonna use the side door because, you know, front door was a long way away from that kitchen. Well, yeah, true. So uh, the thing we did there was we thought we were gonna be there for a while. Um, <laughs> yeah, we were wrong again. Again. Thanks government. Anyhow, we were there and we decided to upgrade the kitchen. And the big thing was the island. So like I said, there was a tiny island in there and we decided to go with a full slab of granite. So we did a four by 10 island in there with an eating area at one end, cabinet space at the other end and a prep sink. Uh, oh, and big thing we thought about here is always, if you're gonna do a prep sink, make sure you got a garbage disposal on it. It makes a huge difference. Huge and difference. I'm glad we thought about doing it there. You know what else was a great thing in that island? The KitchenAid stand mixer. So there is a cabinet type that you can actually pull your KitchenAid stand mixer up. It's already plugged into an, uh, an outlet in the cabinetry, and then you just have to pull it back out and push it down. So it almost it's almost like hydraulics. It lifts it up, and you don't have to like lug it around. So that is a that was a huge selling feature. And it doesn't have to stay on your countertop at all times, because I mean those get a little heavy. They can be unwieldy, especially if you're trying to reach in and under a cabinet and pull it out. You know, just one of those things. Tell me about that copper sink. Did you love it, Christopher? Well, which copper sink? So it had one of those big, the big farm, the big farmhouse one. Yeah. That, like they look really nice. They look neat, you know, they look like something off HGTV. However, if you actually use it, it stays with that little green color and you've got to scrub it on a, you know, every other day basis. But my big problem with the, just the farm sink is you either have to put a bucket in there to wash dishes or, you know, you, you're constantly running water because, you know, everything's getting together. And, you know, like I, I like separating you know, dirty and clean and, you know, keeping all the grease on one side and stuff like that. 
So it was, I mean, we love the copper sink for the look, but we definitely would be using a uh, bucket, you know, to use soapy water. We did not talk about how many butts you could fit in this kitchen. All of them. All of the butts. You could fit all of the butts in this kitchen. I don't know. Kitchen. We had that what, Christmas party and we had know, 15 or 20 people in there easy and you still had room. So Oh, to dance yeah. around. I'm going to run through our must-have items in the kitchen. And then we're going we're gonna to kind of roll this thing up. You need to have a coffee nook with a place for your coffee cups. It's a must. Ceiling fans, if you have never cooked in the south in the summer, you need some way to move the air. Gas cooktop with a griddle and a great exhaust system, plus a pot filler as the extra. Room for company to hang out and chat. Double sinks for washing dishes and a prep sink is a huge bonus. Double ovens, even though we've never had one yet. Kitchen desks are not useful in our opinion. A place to put your shoes because we always have a big dirty pile of them. A window that overlooks your outdoor space and a butler's pantry for large platters and storage. So next week, uh, we're going to try to talk about grilling a little bit. Um, we're going to go through a few of the different meats that we like and some of the different marinades and rubs that we like to use, especially with 4th of July coming up. So uh, we'll see what we come up with in the next week. All right, guys. Until then, we'll talk to you later. Just for clarity, if you couldn't quite grasp how each kitchen was laid out, in the next blog post, I will do some diagrams with a little bit of a write-up so you can get a feel of each particular kitchen in each city. So we hope to see you there. How do you find us? Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss out on any of our content on simple life habits, recipes, and more. Connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and on my blog, Inspiring Time. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating and review. Thanks, and we'll talk to you soon.